Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. I'm going to be going to Daniel 10 this morning. And uh, in Daniel, you have this moment where he's received this vision. And it drives him into this place of prayer and fasting. And Daniel 1 or Daniel 10, verse 1, it says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. So it's interesting here because it says that now this vision came to Daniel And the message was true. I mean, it's from God. It's going to be true, right? It's right and it's true. It says, but the appointed time was long. That This appointed time, it wasn't for right now and he didn't have complete understanding. But it does say that he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. But down in verse 12, it says that, when he received the, the, the vision, he set himself to understand it. I, I don't know about you, but to me, it's like those, these are those moments whenever you, like, you say, okay, I, I need to think about this more. I need to figure out what this is trying to tell us. And I believe that when it says he, he understood it, the vision was true, and he understood it. He, he saw this vision that God had given him, and, and he understood kind of what it was. But I, I don't know if you've been at this place before like I have. I know I have, where God has spoken something, and you see it, you, you know it, but, I mean, you, you don't know when it's supposed to happen. You don't know how it's actually going to happen. You don't know what you're actually supposed to be doing in that moment that God does that thing. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff that you don't really understand, but you understand it. When God speaks, he says, hey, I, I want this for you. I, I want, you know, this great thing. Or in this moment, it was actually something a little troubling. Some hard times and some different things that were going to happen. And so whether it is something, you know, God speaks this great thing or it's like, hey, This is going to be a hard time. Whatever it is, there's still the same thing happens where you need to have more understanding. And so Daniel set his mind, even though he knew and understood like what God was saying, he wanted to know more about what was supposed to happen. How, how, what was his part in it? You know, when was this going to happen? Because these are some of the, some of the things that were spoken to him in the explanation. So he set himself to prayer and fasting. And, and 
I see this and I say, God, you've spoken these things over me. You've spoken these things over your people. You've, you've called us to these great things and you've even spoken specific words. But that doesn't mean that we sit around and just wait for it to happen, right? I can't just sit there. You know, sometimes I, I ask God, I was like, okay, God, when is this going to happen? And I feel like sometimes he's like, when are you going to get up and start coming before me and, and seeking my face and, and asking me and, and fasting and praying and, you know, like setting aside these other things that you're doing that really have nothing to do with what I've called you to do? So Daniel fasted and he prayed. It says he was in mourning. He, he was, you know, again, because this vision and what was going on and, and what he saw, I would imagine, you know, that, that he was a little distraught by it. But he didn't run away. He didn't get upset. What he did was he fell before God. In verse 2, Daniel 10, 2, it says, In those days I, Daniel, was in mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I annoy myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And this is interesting because in, in this way, this is like in Daniel 1 where, remember, the king was saying, hey, these are my guys, you know, all these guys, I'm going to give them everything that I have, the best stuff, the best food, best wine, I'm going to give it. And Daniel's like, hey, I, I don't think that I should eat that. And we have here in Daniel 10 the same kind of a thing. He's, he's setting aside what his flesh would want and may crave these things that, that might look good and taste good or whatever, he's setting those things aside for the goodness of God, for what God has, right? And in this moment, it wasn't something that the king had decreed. It was, it was this moment where God had spoken, but he wanted to, to come in closer and to know and to understand more what God wanted. And so he takes and he says, I, I'm not, and, and this speaks to you know, the different ways we can push aside our flesh, and it's not, he doesn't do a full fast of, of completely no food, just water. He does what we call now the Daniel fast, where it's just like grains and, and uh, vegetables, no meat, no wine, nothing else to drink, but he does grains and vegetables. And so he says, I'm only going to eat what will sustain me and, and barely that. And, and I'm going to push aside these fleshly desires and these wants so that I can seek after God and what he wants. Because I, I, want to have, I want to have more clarity of where he is leading me, of what he is speaking. Yes, he has spoken, but I want to get more direction. I want to, I want to get more insight. I, I want to have clarity on what he wants me to do. So after that three weeks, we see this moment. 
where an angel comes to him. In Daniel 10, verse 5, it says, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Uphaz. His body was like barrel, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms like feet burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words was like the voice of a multitude. Oh, man, it's the sound, just the sound of his voice, right? I don't know if you've ever been in, you know, like a huge stadium that the, that's completely packed out and they're screaming and it's just like this, this roar that just like shakes you, you know? I just imagine it to be like that. But all of a sudden, before him was just this wild picture of, of an angel that's just, he describes it and then thinking of the voice that like shakes you as he's speaking. And this moment is so terrifying that he's just shaken, that his knees are weak. And, and, and the people, the guys that are with him, they, they don't even see what's happening, but there was such a, like a holiness and, and a reverence that they are terrified and run away to hide themselves. See, I... Mm. One thing I love about this is it's showing, I see this, and I'm like, oh, man, we don't see these things, but how amazing to see an angel that, that is just so awe-inspiring and even terrifying. And when I'm worried or I'm, I'm thinking like, oh gosh, what's going on or whatever, and I, and I think about this, like, look, not to mention God, but even, even that, just his angels being around, why should I be scared? Why should I fear? But God sent this angel to answer Daniel's prayers. In Daniel 10, 11, it said, so now you have this angel here. He's appeared before Daniel. Daniel just drops to his knees. He doesn't even know what to do. And here in verse 11, it says, And he said to me, O Daniel, man, greatly beloved, Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Sometimes I see in this, and I, you know, I imagine Daniel, he's like, he gets this vision, this picture of what God is going to do, and He's just like, I don't know what's going to happen, how this is going to happen, what my pardon is, when is it happening, all these things. But he sets himself to praying and fasting and sets himself before the Lord. And now this angel is standing before him. And the first thing he says is, Daniel, you're loved. 
God loves you. I, I love that. I think I'm going to say something about Christ and, and when he was baptized and then him going to fasting in just a little bit. But I love that one of the Holy Spirit descends on him and all of a sudden, God, you hear his voice speak and he says, this is my son and who I am well pleased. Do we know that God loves? See, too many times we don't know or don't remember at least how much God loves us. And he says, I've been sent to you. I've been sent, that God sent his angel, this messenger to come and, and to speak to Daniel that God would do that, that he hears our prayers and he responds. And in verse 12 it says, Daniel 10, 12, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God. Your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. So now he says, he says, listen, don't fear, don't tremble. I mean, yeah, how do you not, when you have this angel before you and you just tremble in fear, just in awe and respect even. But he says, don't be afraid. And then what he says to him next is he says, from the first day, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. This is, this is important to understand. It, it's not, see, there was weeks in between whenever he saw this vision and when this angel came to, to explain more of these things. But it wasn't that it took three weeks for God to hear his prayer. It wasn't that it took three weeks for God to respond to his prayer or to send this angel to him. No, it says from the first day. But also says from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God. Now, I, I see that as sort of a prerequisite, a something that we need to see in there. The Daniel wasn't like, God, help me to understand, and then he went off doing whatever he wanted. It wasn't like, God, hey, you gave me this vision. Tell me what it means. But I'm going to go over here and eat all the meat and the, drink all the wine and, you know, play my video games or watch my TV shows or do all this stuff. And, you know, just tell me what this means while I'm doing all this stuff that I want to do. That's not, that's not what it says. What it says is the first day that you set your heart to understand. The first day that you humbled yourself before God. The first day that, that you decided to set aside those fleshly desires, those things that maybe you would want sustaining yourself, 
or just getting things for yourself. The, the first day that you set yourself to come before me in prayer and fasting, your words were heard. And it says, and I have come because of your, wow. I've come because of your words. Wow. Like, think about that. Of course, God sent him. God sent this messenger, this angel to him. But, but God sent him because of Daniel's words. Because he humbled himself and he asked. Because he laid himself down before God. And because, I, I, I don't, I don't know about you, but some, that, <laughs> when he says, and I have come because of your words, to, to think about that, like, if we, if we will humble ourselves, if we'll come before God, and it's not that God only answers prayer when you're fasting, but there's definitely moments and I believe God will share and speak to us when these moments are that things are at a place where we need prayer and fasting in order to see God move in them or to see or to hear him speak, right? It's like in the New Testament, whenever we come to those moments where the disciples are trying to cast out these spirits and like, why couldn't we do it? And Jesus says, these only come out by prayer and fasting. What does that mean? That there's some things that are going to be a little bit more difficult for us, not for God. And we're going to need more of God and less of ourselves. Like, I'm going to need more of God, of, of God moving in His power in my life than I even have right now in order for this to be accomplished. I need to set myself to prayer and fasting. The point is that God answered his prayer, and God answers your prayer. He's answering as soon as you begin to pray. God doesn't delay, he doesn't wait, but he does have a plan, he does have a purpose. We can't get those things confused because sometimes I want. Or we want things to happen, and they don't happen exactly when we want. But I believe and I know that things happen when God wants them to happen. And I will say that, and I've seen this in my own life, that we delay sometimes. Now, this is not part of this story, but we delay what God wants to happen. I can delay his purpose and his plan if I'm not in the right place where he wants me to be. Or maybe he'll just find somebody else to do it. I don't know. But God's plans are true. So you have this angel come before him. He's trembling. He says, don't be afraid. 
And then he speaks to him and says, hey, listen, the first day that you set yourself before God to pray and to fast and to humble yourself, I was sent to you because of your words. God sent me. When you set aside yourself, And we're seeking after God. And in Daniel 10, 13, it says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. So this messenger had been sent actually right away as soon as Daniel started praying and seeking God and fasting and setting aside himself. This messenger to him had been sent right away, but it says he was withheld by who? The prince of Persia. What this means is is the authority over this region, this demonic spiritual authority that was over this region had, had held me back. And, and in this, like, I, again, understanding what the need is and the, and the purposes of prayer and fasting is that we have, to, we have to understand that there's more going on even than what we can see. You say, yeah, there's lots of mess and lots of things and struggles and all this stuff, you know, that I see around me and man, God's going to have to work. Right. No. That stuff is nothing. But we have to understand that behind that, those things are a mess because of what's going on behind that in the spiritual realm. And why do we need to set ourselves to prayer and fasting, to humble ourselves before God? Is because It's not because I, I want you know, this good thing to happen in my, my, my life in just a little bit, but why I should is because I, I want whatever mess in the spiritual realm that's trying to get at me or get at you or anybody around me, I want that to be dealt with. This is more than, than you know, than just my little thing that I want God to, to do in, in the natural world. This is, this is about what I, or what we should want God to do in the spiritual realm that will affect those things here in the natural. This isn't some formula either that, you know, okay, 21 days of not eating meat. It's not a formula, but it's an example to us of what we should do. It's not a formula of doing this and then all of a sudden this is going to happen. But it's a picture of what we need to see and how we should respond. And yeah, maybe I, I, 
haven't gotten a vision of beyond the veil into the spiritual realm, but I know that there is a lot of stuff going on, and I need, we need to set ourselves before God, to lay ourselves down before God and say, God, we need you. I, I need you to speak to me. I need you to guide me. I, I need you to, to come and tell me what I am supposed to do. Tell me what you're wanting to do. And God, I, I put aside the flesh so that I can hear you and be closer to you. And I want to go to Matthew, Matthew 3, verse 17. And, and again, like I said before, when Jesus was baptized and before he's entering into his ministry, have this moment where he comes down and he's, and he's baptized. And in verse 17, Matthew 3, 17, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved, I, this is my son that I love. And not only that, I'm pleased. And the reason that I share that and I say that is because what now happens is the Holy Spirit is, had descended on him, and, the, and that leading of the Holy Spirit, then right after that, what does he lead him to do? He leads him out into the desert, out into the wilderness. You know, and, and it, I don't know about you, but in my mind, so, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, the devil, the end of this tempts Jesus, and, and he's led into the wilderness for 40 years. 40 days to, to fast, and I'm like, man, you know, the devil, you know, he knows the opportune time to come at you, you know, when you're real hungry, when you're real, you know, worn out, and, and that's kind of how sometimes I've thought about that, but, I, but I've changed my, my thinking on that because I, I realized that, again, God has a plan, and his plan will come to fruition, and he does it the right way. I don't do it the right way sometimes, but he does it the right way. But you know what? He was led into the wilderness to pray and to fast, and I believe that it was to set him up for success in this moment of temptation. See, we can't think of it that like, oh man, temptation came when it was hardest. Yeah, he was hungrier, but he was way better prepared. Because yes, listen, oh God. Christ, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. So he had all those feelings and desires that, that we would feel. That's why he became fully man and fully God, is so that he could feel those things that we feel and take that mess that we have to the cross, right? So, so when we have this moment, he is feeling all those same things that we could possibly feel. The hunger, The thoughts of like, man, maybe if I just eat, I just feel a little bit better. Or, you know, maybe I could do this another way. 
you know, those things, even though he didn't succumb to them, those things must have crossed his mind just like they would ours. In Matthew 4, 1, it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be that he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. And in verse 2 and 3, Matthew 4, 2 and 3, and then and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. He was hungry. Just like we get hungry. He was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Command these stones to become bread. So after 40 days and nights of no eating, of fasting, he was hungry, and then the tempter came. See, and this is what... This, ooh, this is what I want to see. It's like the devil thinks that he, he can pick the opportune time, right? This is the right time. This is when I'm going to come. He's hungry. So I'm going to tell him to turn this stone into bread. But he didn't realize that, that the Spirit had led Jesus to prayer and fasting so that he would be prepared when the enemy came to tempt him. Say, yeah, I'm hungry, but I'm stronger than ever, man. I, I, yeah, my stomach may say, hey, where, where's the food? But my spirit says, I've got all I need because I've been in this place with God where I need to be. And this this story should speak to us so strongly because if, if the, the devil had succeeded in, now he wouldn't have or whatever, you know, it just wasn't going to happen, but if he would have, this would derail and, and, and mess up everything that God had planned for us and it would totally mess up anything for our salvation in what God had done for us. And that, of course, is what the enemy was trying to do. But he didn't realize. He didn't realize God's plan and he had the upper hand. The aim of fasting is that we rely less on ourselves, less on food, and more on God. Now, I don't think that Jesus would have done this, but if he wasn't fasting, you know, I, I, just, you know, I just take these things. I'm like, what if he wasn't fasting? And then the enemy came to him. Now, he, he wouldn't have gone ahead and done what the devil said, but... I just think, how much more ready was he? Because he had spent that time 
totally devoted to God. Totally devoted to what the Spirit was leading him into. Seeking after the Father's heart. Hearing him. Just being with him. It's the same for us. It's the same for us. Like, when we come to these moments of prayer and fasting, and we come to these moments when we need God, and we say, I'm going to set aside what my flesh desires to seek more of God. You may feel a little hungry, but you will feel stronger and more ready for what God has than you ever have before. And I know that each and every one of us are in need of more of God. That each and every one of us, even maybe it's going great right now, but still, what is it that God is speaking? The more that He wants, the new thing. Right? Because that's what we've been speaking. Fasting is about new things. Fasting is about hearing the new thing that God wants to do in your life. Fasting is about hearing the new thing that He wants to do in and around you. It's about gaining understanding and more clarity. More clarity of what He is speaking. I mean, I know that whenever I'm eating, it's harder to think about other things. You try to talk to me about something and be like, uh-uh, I'm eating. Nope. <laughs> Fasting is like breaking the breaking the the rocks, the, the crust out of our ears. It's like breaking the, the crust off of our heart or anything that's wrapped itself on us. Fasting breaks things. It softens us to hear the Word of God. Jesus began His ministry with fasting. That should speak to us. And He triumphed over temptation by fasting. That should speak to us. In Daniel, there was clarity and God heard His prayers when He set Himself to be humbled before God and set aside his fleshly desires. God heard his prayers. God answered his prayers. Will we do the same? Will we set aside ourselves in this moment to hear God more? Will we set ourselves aside in this moment to see God move in a miraculous new way? We stand with me. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.